Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, he's... um what I like to call a creature, just a, he's a freak of nature. You just don't find guys that are that big and that fast. And if you, if he gets going, it's going to be a long day. This is Dirt and Sprague. Texas has really gotten back on defense. Hickman, bad pass. Can't do that. Hunter lost it, got it back, scores. And a foul. But you can't be this sloppy. Gonzaga needs better guard play out of Nolan Hickman. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. It's a pickup game out there. So uh, there's no uh, no execution at either end, no sort of uh, commitment to the group to get three stops in a row to execute on offense. And it obviously starts with me. I'm the coach of the team. So I have to figure out a way to uh, to get that production, that sort of commitment to the team and to each other. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. What's happening, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Thursday to you. 1080 The Fan. Well, Hey, what's up, Matthew McConaughey? No Brandon Sprague today. He's out sick. He's got the sniffles. Just yeah, mean not, swag. We're not taking any chances these days. No, I mean, I mean that's what we probably should do. We don't take our... I mean, I, I think I've taken one sick day in the last year. I don't know if you've taken any sick days in the last year. No, sick days other than... The one bout of COVID I had, but that yeah, was you had COVID. That was a while back. That was right after the Les Schwab, <laughs> which was a uh, we a probably spread. probably should have seen that coming. Probably wasn't uh, wise to do that. With but we that, are doing it. Bronny's coming this year. Bronny's in town. I know he's coming the week after Christmas. Yep. So I'm I'm starting to figure out. Uh, who's still going to be in town, which is always the fun part <laughs> that week. Yeah, we got 8,000 basketball games to air, and nobody's working that week. So exactly. Good luck. Exactly. I'm, Everybody I'm... wants to take that week off. Yep. I'm like, um, I'm not doing all of them. There was one year I tried to do all of them, and I had no voice about day three. Yeah, that's a lot of basketball to call, Swag. That's, yeah. a, lot, that's a lot of play-by-play right Plus, there. Plus, we got some pilots in between there, too. A lot so going on right I there. I cannot be in two buildings at once. You cannot be two men at the same time. It's not. Uh, no. It's not possible. I. I am not. I'm not having a great morning today, Swag. Not I having, was a little normally. Not having a great morning. I, I don't bug you. I don't get concerned. And I looked up, and it was 5:45, and I'm like, Well, we knew Sprague wasn't going to be here. I thought you might be here a little early, and then it was 5:50, and then I finally said, Okay, everything all right? Yeah, it's just one of those like you just wake up some mornings and you think the universe is coming after you. Like, what did I do to piss you off? What did I do to deserve to deserve? I don't ask this? that question anymore. <laughs> I'll get answers, and I don't want to hear them. I don't want to know the answer. I just, I mean, I maybe like to get from my house. I take 205 to 84 to I5, basically over the Fremont to Highway 30, yeah. and I, you know, off of the exit down here into the Pearl. That's the way that I go to work to get to to 205 from my house. 
I probably have to go through 12 lights, maybe, mm. give or take. And, and for the most part, you know, you're, you're hitting 50-50, right? There's some good calls. There's some bad calls. Yeah. Some shots are going to go in. Some shots aren't going to go in. But never is it 100% one way or the other. No. And this morning, I caught literally every red light. Like wow. 50 yards before I got to the intersection, we're turning red. So I'm just, I'm already steaming. It's coming out of my ears. I'm getting upset. I'm getting frustrated. Right, but I'm like, all right, deep breath. We'll be okay. Get on 205. Things move okay on 205 other than people being scared of driving in wind like their car is going to blow yeah, over. Yeah, Sylvan Hill. I was, I was <laughs> it's a little like, goosey out there this morning. Well, it's both hands this morning. <laughs> we go with 10 and 10 and 2, 10 yep. and 2 on a Thursday. You got to keep it stable. And we get on 84. And the second I get on 84, everybody stops. Now, oh. why did everybody stop? I don't know. Are we rubbernecking? Or I never I never got the answer to it. There was no accident. No there was construction. No construction. Nobody on the side of the road. Just a complete, you merge on 84. Like, mm. all right, here we go. We're moving. And yeah, come to a dead stop. Uh, and that's when the moment hit me of like, you know what? Today's just not my day. So oh. let's make it in on time, and we'll, we'll just go from there. Okay. So that's where I'm at today. But things are going good on a Thursday. We got a lot to get to on the show. What happened to your Zags last night? Uh, they are not. They probably should have lost that aircraft carrier game to uh, Michigan State. Had Michigan State had any competent shooting at all, they would have lost. Um, and you saw Michigan State, you know, come back and beat Kentucky in that double overtime game. Uh, Gonzaga gets Kentucky this weekend out in Spokane on Sunday. Uh, if they play like that, Kentucky might beat them by thirty. <laughs> So Drew Timmy's not enough for the Zags. Right? Uh, well, they don't have a shot blocker. I turned that game on for like ten minutes. There was nothing else. Yeah, on I last sort of night. had it on. Like oh, God, you, I, I was. Uh, well, the actress had some things that she needed some help with, um, getting going and some audition stuff that we were trying to videotape and other things. So I had the game on. Was half paying attention to it, getting my chart ready for pilots and Air Force tonight. <laughs> of course, you can hear that on nine ten ESP in Portland pregame at five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pub. Love the pub. Um, and then I looked up and they're down fifteen, and I'm like, "Man, what's going on?" But um, so yeah, they don't have a shot blocker um, that could come because you remember Chet last year was great because Timmy great. Timmy would be the muscle trying to you know get in there and bang with guys, and then Chet would come off the ball and swat everything out of there. They don't have that guy. They don't have a six ten, six eleven guy. Uh, like they've had the last few, or even Brandon Clark, when Brandon Clark was there, yeah, now big playing body. with the Grizzlies, he was a leaper. He could get, you know, and so you had a guy banging underneath, and then, you know, guys like uh, Hachimura, who were really athletic, they don't have one of those guys this year, and they really miss uh, Nemhart as well, who was their point guard last year, the transfer from Florida, so they're turning it over to Hickman and Salas and some other guys that have been in the program, but uh, it is not coming together. They look like they can be gotten this year. Uh-oh. Is everybody in the WCC getting all fired up that Gonzaga's a little vulnerable? Uh, I would think so. Okay. I, I You know, they're all still right. Gonzaga. They will get better. Obviously, they're playing a ridiculous non-conference schedule. So, I mean, if they take lo- if you're taking losses from top 10 teams, it's a little different than... Yeah, it's not the end of the world for you. you. Know. But you're not going to be the number one seed at the end of the year if you're not piling up wins now, probably. No. So that's a I don't, part they, I don't expect them to go through the conference undefeated this year. Okay. Well, that happened last night. So I did. I, did. I finally dove in. I know we talked a lot about it on the show yesterday. A little too early for college hoops for me, but you get me on a Wednesday... 
was nothing yeah. going on. There was no. Actually, I did end up watching last night, uh, and I I meant to to text uh, Sprague because he proposed this. He's the Bah Humbug. Did anybody else out there catch what was it? Central Michigan and Western Michigan. I I didn't. Okay. Um, I, but I saw the highlights on SportsCenter. Oh, app. an absolute blizzard, man! Oh, that's fantastic! It was amazing. It that was, was great. It was awesome. The entertainment was great. It was look. I mean, if you're gonna be nobody, could do anything. If you're gonna sidle up to Maction on a Wednesday in that's November, that's how you do it. That's what you want to see. Yeah, I finally realized what my threshold is for watching Maction football because I see a lot of people tweet about Maction football, and I get it. Like it's kind of a fun thing. It's really smart what they've done to brand themselves on Tuesdays and Absolutely. Wednesdays. Like, Look, Great idea. I call West Coast Conference basketball, and I, you know, sometimes I am a uh, one-man march in this place, trying to, you know, prop it up. So sure. I, I get what Maxion's trying to do. You're trying to, you're fighting an uphill battle. It's not an easy yeah. thing to do. And I, I realize the threat, the two things that'll get me to watch. Maxion I understand football. it's not the ACC Big East Challenge. It's no. not the Maui Invitational, but it can be damn entertaining. It can, you can find entertaining products. That's for sure. If you allowed gambling on college football, I'd probably watch more Maxion. And then snow football will get me to watch any football. Oh, yeah. Like, that that did it for me. I, and I had no clue that game was even going on. And I logged on to Twitter last night. And I saw some screen grabs and some videos. And I'm like, oh, what channel is this on? And I had to hunt around for five minutes because it ended up what, being on ESPNU. But I found do. it. Yeah. So we need to, on a random Tuesday, Wednesday, like when there's not a lot on the sports calendar, nothing going on locally, that's when we need to take the show field trip to the sports book at Alene. Yeah. And get us interested. <laughs> what are, what are we watching? What are we and, gambling on tonight? Uh, yeah. And it's like what are we let's let's find some interest. Some hockey, some college hoops, some college, some action. That's when we need to take the show field trip. I mean, you had three Maction games last night, but only one of them included snow. The other ones were good games, though. They were all one-score games, so Maction's putting out a good product. Yeah, but the Kent State one, that that was a late score to backdoor cover. That wasn't. That was two touchdowns most of the way. The, uh, don't the, ask me why I know that. I don't know why you know that because I had no clue. the The final score in Western Michigan, Central Michigan, in the snow game was twelve to ten. It was it was a five nothing fourth quarter from Western Michigan. Yeah, and the guy kicked the, the game winning field goal. How <laughs> do you did. kick a game winning field goal? <laughs> he did, man. It was amazing. It was awesome. And now I'm hoping it left me hoping on Sunday that that's what Buffalo looks like. Because it looks like the entire northern part of the country yeah, but is about to get you know they're going to gonna have more equipment to keep they the will. field clear. They will, but if it's dumping during the game, you can't. I mean, there's true. only so much you could do. Like That's you're going to get true. out and clear out the lines because you got to do that, right? You got to see your first down markers and every ten yards and the hash. Like that's the stuff you got to blow out. But when it comes to the rest of the field, you're not going to have enough time for that. Let it let it snow, baby. I'm hoping that's what happens. That was a lot of fun last night. Well, we got a lot to get to today. I'm a little disheveled, but I'm ready to go. Uh, Oregon fans are freaking out. Because of a comment made by Chris Hudson yesterday after practice. I forgot to send this to you last night, so I'll send it to you now. We'll play okay. it. You'll hear what Chris Hudson had to say. Uh, and it, everybody's wondering, is, is like karma coming around? Is this like after years of calling for Ty Thompson to play when he probably wasn't ready to play? Actually, we know that he wasn't ready to play. But he's always been like this vision in Oregon fan mind of what the future could be. we got Ty Thompson waiting in the wings. Well, it might be Ty Thompson time. I hope. You hope Bo Nix, who has been practicing some, he has been out there. Yes, he has. And everybody is hopeful that he will be able to give it a go. You hope this isn't the game that Ty Thompson has to make his starting debut in. Of all the teams that you could make your debut against, Utah no, is not the one you want to make your debut not, against. This is, yeah. 
Well, also, I mean, he was put in, I, I, you know, we didn't talk about it much, but him having to come in and, and put together a drive with three minutes to go with college football playoff hopes on the line, like that's a really tough spot to put a rookie in off. Uh, yeah. A quarterback who doesn't have any experience in. You get him in in a blowout, like Bo Nix gets hurt in the third quarter against Colorado, like a twisted ankle, yeah. and he can come in and you just kind of feel the offense. opening there. <laughs> like Ease your way into things a little bit. He, yeah. he did not have the benefit of that. But I'll play the audio for you. We'll let you know everything we know. Because there's an op, there's a, there's a chance that Bonix is not ready to go this. Oh, week. no question. And if that's the case, he, I mean, when he went down in that Washington game, I was like, uh, what happened there? Yeah, I still don't even really know. I mean, Oregon doesn't talk about injuries. I thought it was a concussion. People thought it was an ankle or an Achilles injury. Yeah, it looked because it was he he hopped out of there, then he got up, and then he went back down, and I was like, oh, did something just pop? Yeah. And that was that was scary. Well, and then the school in Lanning sent in the clip for a look at. They thought it was targeting. They thought the hit on Bonix was targeting, yeah. which I didn't think it was. Uh, so they they felt like it was targeting. So there was a lot going on there, man. A lot going on. So uh, we'll talk about that. I'll play the audio for you. You'll hear it. Uh, what else we got? We got Pac-12 picks against the spread coming up at. Yep, 6:30. we got that. We got our boy Hod. Uh, Hod Rabino from Arizona State. He's going to join us at 7.30. So we'll talk a little ASU. And uh, not only are they playing Oregon State this weekend, but there's a chance they go and hire Kenny Dillingham to be their next head coach. Ken Barkley is going to join us at 8. Uh, we got a good – I'm excited for Thursday Night Football tonight. Tennessee and Green Bay is an interesting game to yes. me. That does it for me. Uh, KD's no snow in town. at Lambeau, but no, it's going to yeah. be 25 degrees at kickoff. Yeah, no snow at Lambeau. KD's in town with the Nets. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. <laughs> not Kyrie. Not Kyrie, not quite yet. And uh, one team that announced a, uh, a, a choice at quarterback – that I'm thinking is a no-brainer. And I'm like, are they really going to screw this up? So I want to get to that a little bit later on uh, as well. Ooh, we also have a revenge game in the Pac-12 that we would not we talk about. Steph uh, scored yeah, 50, and it didn't matter. The Warriors can't win a road game. They can't win a road game. And it's quite hilarious. I'm enjoying every second of it. Like, I, I've I've reached the point now where you just you, you fade them every time they're on the road. Pick against them. I picked against them again last night. He scored 50, and they still couldn't even beat Phoenix. So... There's something going on there, too. we got a lot to get to. It is a loaded Thursday. Uh, thanks for being with us. Hopefully your drive-in's going a little bit better than mine on your way to work and you're not getting blown over by the wind and uh, not random standstills on whatever highway you're on right now. So good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. Let's get off and rolling here on a Thursday on 1080. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I thought I was having a bad morning. And then a P1 just alerted me to something that's going to really piss me off. There, there are reports out of the National Football League that they could be moving the Buffalo-Brown game out of Buffalo. I did. Because of a possible thunder-snow event. There could be snow totals of three to six feet in on Sunday alone in Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I think you got a one. They might move it to Detroit. What the hell are we doing here? Well, one, you got fan safety. Look, you there, don't. There are people in Buffalo. They know how to deal with this. I'm just saying, there becomes a point where, how many feet is un, is unsafe? unsafe? You get over two and a half, you're like, ah, probably not. Well, it's just how quickly it all comes down. If it's a steady thing, and and your crews can continue to move it out of the way, but if it all just dumps at once, and then you got eighty thousand people trying to show up, <laughs> and then you get one car going sideways, just like you, you get a freeway stopped for no reason, and it's snowing and it's 25 degrees and people are stranded. <laughs> the NFL doesn't want that headline. No, no, they don't. But that would really bum me out. I, I, It's not official yet. I, I just saw one of our P1s uh, texted in that, hey, spoiler alert, they might move the game yeah. to Detroit. And well, I'm the like, thing is, what? though, if they, they got to call it soon enough to get everybody there. You so. do. Um, well, I'm trying to pull up. So, yeah, it looks like Detroit's just going to be super cold and not a lot of snow. I mean, I know they yeah, play in the Yeah, same thing. Green but... Bay tonight, it's 25 and clear yeah, and cold, cold for the yeah, game. Yeah. So That would just be a major bummer, man. I, I love snow football. I know Sprague and I disagree. I mean, he, he rants about that occasionally. And I, I see his larger point is about games at the end of the season, like an AFC championship game. You don't want to be... Uh, you know, the, the decision come down to or the outcome come down to whether benefiting one team or over another. Like in this game, I've joked it's Browns and, and Bills. The Browns can run the football and I would gamble on the Browns played in the snow because they're catching eight and a half points. Like, I, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that because they they're good on the ground. You don't want an AFC or NFC championship game decided by that. But when we're talking about a regular season game at the end of November, man. Come on. Well, the other thing, Come as on. long as you're going to have home field advantage be something that you want teams to play for and not rest guys down the stretch once yeah. they've clinched a playoff spot. That's part of it. Home field advantage has to mean something. This would really suck for Bills fans, too. You think, like, the, their season and the anticipation they got coming in, yeah. you imagine the headache of having to figure out season ticket holders and how you got to refund them, you got to move a game to Detroit. How about the people of Detroit just randomly catching a stray and getting, a, getting to see a Bills game? Like, hey. All right, it's kind of cool. Yeah, now who do they become fans of? How far uh, how far a haul is it from Buffalo to to Detroit? I don't know. That's a good question. All right, I'll, I'll get on the Google Maps. I'd imagine here. Cleveland's got to be closer to Detroit, right? The Browns yeah. got to be yeah, closer. Yeah, you're on the other side of the lake. And there. they're both AFC teams, so I don't think there's one over the other that you maybe you're rooting for or against. So you know, you're just kind of going as an innocent. That to me, I love about hockey when people go uh, when you're at a hockey game. You'll see so many random jerseys. Like, hockey's the only sport I feel like that gets away with that, where people, if you just go to a game, it doesn't matter what game you're going to. It doesn't matter what city you're in. It doesn't matter who you're rooting for. Just wear a hockey jersey, and you're going to be fine. And I love the random sweaters you'll see all over. Like, you go to the Coliseum, and you'll see a Sharks and a Blackhawks and a Red Wings, and it's all over the map, minor league jerseys. I feel like that's how Detroit should handle this. You just wear a random NFL. You're just a fan of the sport. Wear a random NFL jersey. 
Or unless you got a guy on your fantasy team, you can go root for Josh Allen. But there's the latest from Adam Schefter. He said forecasts are calling for snow totals of three to six feet of snow in Buffalo on Sunday. Three to six feet, wow. including possible thunder snow, which I've never heard of before. I didn't know thunder snow was a thing. It's a four and a half hour drive. Okay. But you actually, it's quicker to go on the north side of Lake Erie, which means you go into Canada. So you go across ah. Niagara Falls, you go through Hamilton, grab a little maple syrup, London, right Ontario. Let's go, and then you drop, uh, you drop down on the far side of Lake Erie. Okay, all right. Well, I'd, I, I would enjoy a thunder snow. So event. for Cleveland, it looks like it's like a two-hour drive. Like you're going to Eugene or something. Like I would, I would just expect there would be far more Browns fans. Yeah. That would make the track. Well, that's the other part of this too. Plus for Buffalo, yeah. So hey, whoa, we got to go play basically a road pseudo road game now. now, And and if you're going to go, if the snow's coming, you got to decide to go early and stay for three days. (laughs) Right. And then how are you going to fly back into Buffalo with six feet of snow on the ground? What if things get shut down? You get stuck in Detroit. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, one other loose end to tie up there. We'll get to Pac-12 picks against the spread coming up here in a moment. Uh, we brought this story up when it was when it came out and was first reported, and uh, I wanted just to uh, touch base on an update on it last night. So we talked about Gonzaga in the first segment. They were in Texas last night. They got drilled by the Longhorns. But remember, there is mutual interest between the Big 12 and Gonzaga, yes. and it was reported yesterday that uh, because they were down deep in the heart of Texas, uh, Chris Standiford, who is the AD at, at Gonzaga, yes, he, he met with Brett Yormark, who is the new commissioner of the Big 12 uh, in Austin, Texas, and it was reported that there is continued growing mutual interest between the two sides and uh, between Gonzaga joining the Big 12. So there's an update on that for you. I you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the Big 12 and the way they've kind of pivoted and and reshaped their conference in order to stave off elimination, if you will. It's not easy when you lose your two biggest members. And, I, you know, I think back to the way things work for the Pac-12, and, you know, we'll, we'll find out about the TV deal hopefully soon, and maybe there's something there with Gonzaga, and it's just not being reported right now. I'm sure the Pac-12 would love to have them as a basketball member as well. But probably the question is what's, what's going on with the rest of the sports. But the Big 12 being in a position – where it happened to them first was a huge benefit. Like they they were able to be aggressive on the open market and go after your Cincinnati's and BYU's, like some of the more attractive, yeah, next level college football programs. Whereas by the time this all played out for the Pac-12, and you realize, oh wait, USC and UCLA are leaving, you're kind of left in a position. Not that necessarily Cincinnati would have been a geographical fit, but BYU probably would have if you don't turn your nose up at some of the religious stuff in the conference. So, well, they'll never have BYU because of their refusal to play games on Sunday and the other sports. That will never happen. So why is the Big, the Big 12 just cool not playing on Sundays? I guess. And the Pac-12 would say no to that? Pac-12 has, yeah. Well, see, here's the, the, the thing that I wonder, though, is about this, is that like, at what point does desperation change the way you operate? Because you're at a point now where if you're looking to add more teams, BYU is probably the most attractive out of any of them because they bring a national audience. They're yeah. good at football. They're good at basketball, which are the two best sports uh, and the two money-making sports that you want for your university. And, they, and they're going to they're gonna bring in uh, pockets of the country that no other school around, around that you're adding to your conference yeah. can. So, know, maybe you're right. Maybe the Pac-12 would still say, I, no, screw you for Sundays. But. I'm still one. If you want to bring San Diego State in, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it does next to nothing for me, but it's another school and it's a Southern California well, plus stop. They've recently they have invested a ton of money into their athletics. They, they are, are yeah. they're going all in down there. 
So they they just uh, they re they renovated the old Jack Murphy Stadium, Qualcomm, and made it into a. It's smaller, but it's a upscale. I mean, kind of on the order of what Reeser's doing. Yeah. So I think it's like forty two, forty five thousand seats or whatever for their football stadium. It keeps you in Southern California. They've got good programs elsewhere. Their basketball program has been very – they're ranked this year again. I think their baseball program's pretty good. So I think it's, they're a state school. They're a research school. Everything else sort of fits as well as anybody else. I'd be fine staying at 11. I don't – We've never been in the Pac-11 before. I think that would be fun for football where you're going to have a bye every week. So maybe you can then stagger every week. You know, have one of your schools play in a some sort of non-conference. If you can get some other, yeah, know. later in the season, some yeah. more interesting games. I mean, you're going to lose that USC Notre Dame game, but you still have Stanford Notre Dame at least for the time. If that yeah. game's going to continue, it just I, I don't know. Looking at the Big Twelve, they were it just they they took advantage of an opportunity of being the first one that this happened to. And I, I don't think it's going to matter a ton down the road, but you look at some of those teams and the way they're playing in the Big 12, and, I mean, there's still good football in that conference. They don't have a household name anymore. That's probably the biggest thing that they're missing. Uh, but if they go out and add Gonzaga, like this this one would hurt me as a Pac-12 fan. This this would be a missed opportunity. I don't know what the Pac-12 would demand of Gonzaga in order to get them in the conference, but it just makes far more geographical sense for Gonzaga to join the Pac-12 as a basketball school. And you're losing UCLA. USC's actually, you know, had a great recruiting run here as of late, and maybe they're finally turning that program into a consistent winner instead of a once every couple of years winner. Um, and and if if you lose out on Gonzaga to the Big Twelve, man, that's that's a tough look for the conference. Gonzaga coming and San Diego State coming, like it's not going to save you. It's not going to put you on the same level as the SEC, but it's something, and it's better than nothing. And so that was reported yesterday again. Uh, the AD of Gonzaga and the commissioner of the Big Twelve met because the Zags were down in Austin, Texas, as uh, the Longhorns took it to Gonzaga. Whooped. Was not a good night for Gonzaga. All right, let's get to the Pac-12 picks against the spread. I speaking again, whooped. I think I got whooped last week. But give me the records. How did everything go? Uh, we got Sprakes picks. He's out today he texted him to us so we'll rattle them off make our picks for this week that is next hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we'll get to a revenge game here in a moment. Coming up top of the hour. How are you feeling about the random rumors that Bo Nix might not play this weekend? Not really random, I shouldn't say that. Came from a player on Oregon's football team, but we'll play the audio for you. That's coming up at uh, 7 o'clock. And then Hod Rabino of Devil's Digest. We'll talk a little ASU uh, an hour from now at 7.30. Let's get the Pacto picks again. Fred. See, we got this week. Boy, oh boy, I took it in the shorts last week. Yeah, I don't think I did well, but I'm I'm happy to uh, take the L so the Beavs could, uh, yeah, come out looking like that. 
Yeah, that happened. So we, uh, God, we all took Cal to cover the spread. We all took Cal. Uh, the only game I hit on was Utah. That was it. I missed every other game last weekend. I went one and five. Uh, Swag, you also hit on Utah, and you hit on Washington State. Yep. That was it for you. Two and four. Two and four. And uh, Sprague, not much better, but he wins the weekend at three and three because he took the Huskies to cover against Oregon in that 13-point spread. So season standings now, Sprague's going to lead 47-29 and one. Uh, I am 40-36 and one. And you, Swag, are 36-40 and one. So you got a shot. You got an outside shot at uh, – Getting back to 500. Here we go. We'll start. Uh, I'm not going to go in chronological order. I'm going to go in entertainment order. Okay. Probably a little unfair to put this game first, but it just speaks to how bad the opponent is. Uh, Washington off of their big win over Colorado. Back at home, a 6 o'clock game on the Pac-12 Network. Uh, this is a 31-point spread for the Huskies. I- I'll lay the big wood. I- Colorado's done. They're it's just terrible. They, you know, Penix has it rolling now. Washington still has an outside shot. If there's some weird way that there could be like a five-way tie for the Pac-12 champion, you know, they can sneak in. So, yeah. Uh, no, I have no, there's no confidence in Colorado <laughs> to do anything. No. I mean, not we, on the road, not at night, not no. at Husky Stadium. It's going to be cold. It might be wet. Forget it. I will say this, though. We all took Colorado to cover last week. It was 34-and-a-half against USC. Well, that's because USC's defense showed no signs of being they showed able no to signs. do anything. Did you see how USC covered that spread? Did you watch any of or that they, game? No, they get a pick six or something. No, they scored it. They had the offense on the field driving the football with 40 seconds left in the game, up by 28. Uh, and they scored a touchdown with less than a minute to go in the game to win by 35, and they covered the spread. Did they have the backups in? They were the backups. Okay. Yeah, they didn't have Caleb Williams in up 49-14 right. or whatever it was. But it was a it was a backdoor cover. Uh, I, I, too, will take Washington. That's such a big number, and you just worry about, like, the hangover of a rivalry. Like, that's such a big win. I would not be shocked if they come out sluggish. Hell, USC-Colorado at the end of the first quarter last week was 3-2. to two. Yeah. USC couldn't move the ball. They threw a pick. Like, they couldn't pick up a first down. You're like, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden, they exploded for, like, 24 points in the second quarter. But because how bad Colorado is, I, I will take Washington. Uh, what do they call it? The big game? Is that the what The 125th big the game. The big game? I, this is not the definition of a non-big game. I don't know if it's possible. Has there been a less relevant big game that you can think of in the last 25 years. Stanford is horrible. Cal is horrible. Yeah. And they are playing each other, so somebody has to win. It is a 2:30 game on the Pac-12 network. Cal is favored by five in this game. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, former Duck quarterback Bill Musgrave. Yeah, exactly. Looking for work. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would. <laughs> there's no faith. <laughs> There's no, no faith, faith in either team. Either side of this thing. Nope. Um, the best offensive player between both of them is probably Ott, yeah. running back for Cal. I agree with that. But it, this has screams all of coming down to a field goal, so I think <laughs> I'll take the point. Take the point. This is such a bad game. More power. is If there's anybody out there in our audience right now that's going to watch this thing from start to finish, please let me know. And I want to know why. Because this is going to be one of the worst games of the year. Stanford, it's just... Um, that was another game. Like, I got home from the Oregon-UW game on Saturday, and they were playing at Utah. Stanford was. It was 14-7 at the half. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. All right, let's keep an eye on this. Let's see what's happening. And then the next, thing, so next thing I looked up, is 31-7. I'm like, all right, well, that one's over. 
Uh, I, too, will take the points. I have no good reason other than there's points, and I'm going to take them. Uh, next up, it's one of those early games on Saturday. you got a couple of early ones right out of the gate. 11 a.m. on the Pac-12 Network. Washington State is on the road in the Jaden DeLora revenge game. Uh, the Cougs turning it around. Back-to-back wins for them, covering some numbers. They are a four-point favorite on the road at Arizona. I think they've started to figure out the balance now between uh, Watson running the football and Cam Ward. Um, weather should not be a factor, so I think their offense should be able to go up and down the field. I know it's a revenge game, but Cougs uh, haven't been down there for a long time. Yeah. 2017 was the last time they were down there mm. uh, playing with the weird schedule and missing teams. So I, I think Washington State has uh, finally figured out the formula for consistency on offense, and that'll be too much, so I'll lay the point. Yeah, I will too. I, You know, the Delora thing is interesting. I want to get to that here coming up in a moment. He had some pretty strong comments. They beat UCLA this last weekend. So Arizona's feeling great, right, coming into this game. Uh, I, to me, that had more to do with UCLA, just no show. I mean, they were overlooking them and kind of looking ahead to USC, the big game this weekend. So I'm not going to bury UCLA for that, although you don't want to see it late in the year because their playoff chances went up in smoke. Uh, but I, Washington State, to me, has found some more stability, and they're playing good on both sides of the ball, and they're moving the football. Uh, their defense has been pretty consistent all year, but the offense has joined it now the last couple of weeks. And I just think they're a more complete team than Arizona. Four is a little high. I'd like it more closer to a field goal, but I will take the Cougs. Uh, to cover this number and get the win down on the road at Arizona. Next one up, let's get to your Beavs. They are down in Tempe. We'll have more on this game coming up at 7.30. Back in the top 25, and uh, I feel like Oregon State, whenever I gamble against them, they cover. Whenever I gamble on them, they don't cover. I got a little reverse thing going on right now. 11-15 ESPN2. They are an eight-point favorite at Arizona State. I'm going to lay the big wood with the Beavs. Okay. Uh, I, I think they got a better handle on how to be successful with Bill Branson. Um, I think Arizona State just, you know, they don't have a chance at a bowl game now. I think they're all starting to wonder if they're going to hit the transfer portal and whatever else, and Oregon State knows they could they don't want to go to El Paso, so uh, <laughs> they, they would like to improve their bowl, uh, bowl prospects. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take ASU in the points here. So if you're a Beaver fan, rejoice because every time I take the, the Beavers to not cover, they cover the spread easily. I took Cal last week. I think it was the same point spread, and they won by 28. Yeah, I think it was an eight eight and a half point spread. The the only logic I have here is Oregon State is gonna win this game in my mind. Uh, is that they're just not quite the same team on the road. You can say that about a lot of teams. It's not a direct shot at OSU. They just I mean you go up to Seattle and you didn't quite look right. You lost. Had a chance to win that game. Let it slip. The, the Stanford win was a miracle. Got blown out by Utah. They just haven't been the same team on the road. And so going on the road at 11 a.m. kick in Tempe it's not going to be I a great atmosphere. I think that actually helps them. Actually it's a 12-15 local time. 12 15 local time. Sure. And so I think that helps them. They don't have to sit around all day. It's all business. You're not going down there. You can't be out on Friday night messing around on Mill Avenue. Let's <laughs> go down. It's a business this trip enjoy a little warm weather and let's uh, come back with a dub yeah i'm still gonna take asu give me asu plus the eight i'll take the points there i think oregon state gets the win but it's within a touchdown uh last two games the two games that will likely decide the participants in the pac-12 yeah. championship game uh we'll start with ucla and usc this spread they pull it up i got it right here is at two usc minus two and a half this is your five o'clock game on fox usc at ucla uh 
It was clear UCLA overlooked Arizona. All their focus was on this game. Between Charbonnet and DTR rushing the football, I think they can control the clock. And I will take those points UCLA at home. They also, they're far more desperate, I believe, because if they lose this, then I don't know where they're going to. This is every, this, this keeps them in contention for a possible Pac-12. They lose this, their season's pretty much a wrap. Well, and they play, let me pull it up. I think they got, yeah, they're at Cal next week. So this rivalry gets moved yep. up because USC plays Notre Dame at yep. the end of the year. So, you, I mean, you basically got now, granted, we said that about Arizona, but Travis Dye being out for USC is going to be big for them. That is big. We'll have a lot more on this game. Uh, maybe later today. We'll see if we can carve out a couple minutes for it, but definitely tomorrow on a football Friday. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I have believed for a long time that UCLA is better than USC. I just think they're a more complete football team. Uh, unfortunately for the Bruins, they no-showed last week against Arizona, and it's going to tank their chances to win this game and still be alive in the college football playoff run because that would still be alive. But I think the Travis Dye injury for USC is huge. I don't trust USC's defense, and I think UCLA is the more complete football team. And so I will take the Bruins, plus they're catching points at home. I think they're going to win this game outright, uh, but I will take UCLA. Uh, Last up is your nightcap, and it is a Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore special. So turn on the Odyssey app if you're a Duck fan. (laughs) You just got to turn on the Odyssey app, sync up the audio. You can listen to Jerry and Jordy. Two good dudes call the game. Uh, 7.30 ESPN, Utah at Oregon. This line has flipped completely. Uh, as of yesterday morning, I believe Oregon was favored by two and a half, two yeah, points, somewhere in that range. Yeah, there's a lot of concern about Bo Nix's availability. The Bo Nix stuff comes out. Now Utah's favored by two. We got a line flip. Where are we at? Uh, I think the bigger concern is on the with Walk and Forsyth on the offensive line for the Ducks. Because yep. if you don't have them or they're completely compromised, uh, poor Alex Forsyth, I, that right arm, which is what he snaps the ball with. I don't know if he's practicing. Knowing him, he'll try to learn how to snap it left-handed if, he, <laughs> yeah. if a week is enough. But um, certainly if there's no Bo Nicks, then that changes things completely. But without those two guys up front, you still feel like maybe if, if you've got a healthy offensive line, you can go a little bit more rush-dominant, control yeah. the clock, that sort of thing. Uh, but... Um, I just, I, I, you. This is one you want to wait until right before kickoff to see who's out there actually doing it. Well, and also, what, what does the line get to? Like, if what we, does if, the line get? It could to? keep going up. Utah, you. I mean, but by as the time of we get now, to kickoff, all the uncertainty. Five. I think that I. I think I would uh, go ahead with Utah. Yeah, point. I mean, I don't know how you don't as at this point. I mean, Utah, unless they got some lingering injuries that they don't tell anybody about, a la Cam Rising up in Pullman when they took the field and he wasn't the starting quarterback, and it surprised everybody. I just, right now, I mean, you don't know about your starting center. You don't know about another starting offensive lineman. And there's reports and rumors that your starting quarterback might not be in the game. I mean, that, that is huge, right? So maybe Ty Thompson shocks the world. I'd love nothing more to be surprised by the outcome here. Uh, but based on the injury trends and the kind of rumors that we're hearing out of Eugene, i got to go Utah as well. Uh, so there you go. Pacto picks against the spread. Uh, Spray quickly. I'll tweet these out so you can get a look at them with our records as well. He is on Washington to cover the 31. He likes Cal minus 5. WSU minus 4. Uh, he's on ASU plus the eight, UCLA plus two and a half, and he likes Utah. Now he he texted us his picks last night with Utah as an underdog. So I got it. We get. I, I'm just I'm running with his Utah pick because lines are moving quickly. Uh, and Utah is now the favorite in that game. We'll get to that more coming up at the top of the hour because there was a, a player on Oregon's football team that 
maybe let the cat out of the bag. Or was it a slip of the tongue? We'll, 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 we'll try and uh, investigate what he said uh, after practice. That's coming up top of the hour. But let's get to the revenge game in the Pac-12 this weekend. Coog fan, how are you feeling about going against Jaden Delora? Because that's going down. He had some comments after their win over UCLA. We'll dive into that next. Hold on. All right, welcome back in, 6.50. Good morning to you. If you're just jumping in your car, Sprague's out, sick. At some point, I do want to dive into the statistical oddity of the Warriors not being able to win a game on the road. The defending NBA champs on the road. Yeah, it's like the... Like what? They're 6-9. and nine. It's like the fourth, <laughs> fourth or fifth worst start to an NBA season by a defending champion. For champions. a defending champ, yeah. Yeah, through 15 games. Maybe punching teammates right before the year isn't a great idea. That yeah, they still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> that could be a bit of an issue. Uh, speaking of drama, let's get into this. I'm curious, like, how is Coog fan feeling this week? So, uh, they are, the Washington State is playing Arizona, down on the road at Arizona. And for those that know and watch the conference, you remember Jaden Delora was the Washington State starting quarterback. And this was a really weird story. Like, if we covered Washington State a little bit closer than we do, this would have been a much bigger storyline at the end of the year last year and the beginning of the season last year. So, just to rewalk you through the timeline. Jaden Delora, if I remember correctly, I think his first game of his freshman year was in Corvallis in the COVID year. And he came in, and if I remember, I think he torched Oregon State. And everybody's like, who the hell is this kid with Rolovich? Like, lighten up OSU, what's going on here? And that's kind of that was the moment he burst onto the scene. Well, he had the DUI arrest after that year, and so he was suspended for spring ball going into the start of last season. I remember Nick Rolovich was still their head coach. And it's just amazing how this all unfolded so quickly. So Rolovich was eventually fired for all the COVID stuff. We don't need to get into that again. But right after that happened, Delora kind of took on the leadership role. Like, he released a statement to Cougar fans of, like, hey, let's unite. Let's come together. Let's be a fan base. Like, let's not be divisive. We all need to come together and support these players. And so he did that. Are you making that noise, Fag? I think your mic's on. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell is that sound over there? Uh, so he brings a team together. They beat Washington in Husky Stadium, ending the drought of losing Apple Cups. He plants the Cougar flag in the middle of the field. Like, that's as Washington State as you could get. He's planting the Coug flag. Like, here we go. Dickard gets elevated to the head coach. Um, it, it basically, he's, he said he's going to build the offense around Jaden Delora. It's all going to be a Delora guy. He's named the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and then after the season or going into the bowl game, they hire Eric Morris, who was the head coach down in Incarnate Word, and that was going to be their new uh, offensive system. So as they get to the Sun Bowl, that was the bowl game uh, Washington State played in last year. At halftime, he, Delora walked off the field at the end of the first half. No, nothing reported, no big deal, no issues, walking off the field with his team in, the, in his uniform. Coming out of the locker room to start the second half, he's in street clothes. And everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> why is he, what's going on here? There was no uh, reason that was at least in the first half obvious of why he was not playing anymore. Dickard said after the game that he was, you know, he's got his leg rolled up on or something. He got hurt. Uh, but that was when everybody started to kind of speculate. This is a, a modern college football storyline that you get the, like, just a, a quarterback who quits on his team potentially halfway through the game. Maybe he was actually hurt. I don't know. But all the rumblings start to be that, all right, this dude's probably going to, he's, he's going to leave. He, and there were reports that he refused to go back in the game because he didn't think the offensive line was doing a very good job in the Sun Bowl. Um, you know, about 20 minutes after the Sun Bowl ended, that's when the Cameron Ward stuff started, that he, he tweeted out he got a scholarship offer from Washington State. And then Delora's dad put something on Instagram talking about disrespect from the program and how could you offer this guy. You start to get all this, right? So now the, the people around Pullman are saying, well, he's probably going to transfer, although Delora is telling everybody behind the scenes, like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to transfer. And then on January 7th, he entered the transfer portal. and <laughs> Now he's on his way out of town. 
He they beat UCLA this last weekend. And boy, oh boy, was he a big part of that. He was incredible in that game. The, the problem with Delora is that he can get a little turnover happy from time to time and throw footballs that you're like, wait a minute, why did you throw that? Why did you think you could, could complete that? He, he is a, uh, you know, an absolute chaos machine running around and making plays, but he was fantastic. 22 of 28, 315 yards, two touchdowns. He's asked after the game, like, hey, you're playing the Cougs. This is your former team. Like, what's going on here? Uh, his quote was, just watch. You know, I would say when I was there, Coach Rolo and the other coaches, uh, the other guys that got fired, they gave me the opportunity to grow and stay on the team with what I went through, and I appreciate them. In this game, it's personal. It's personal. You'll see. So ooh, that's a bit of an interesting quote. Uh, to Dickert's credit, he was asked about it this week, and he totally shot it down. He was like, dude, I no, like, this isn't a revenge game. We have nothing but respect for him. He was a tremendous player while he was here. Like, he took the high road completely. And yeah. I haven't seen all the quotes from Washington State's football team to see if somebody else said something. But to come out and say, just watch, it's personal. Clearly, there's a lingering anger over yep. something. What? No question. Along the line, I don't know. But he is pissed at Washington State, and we got a revenge game. But I would say, you know, Jake Dickert and that defense is going to know. I, I, I would say they're going to be disguising. They know how to to bait him into making things. Oh, he! I mean, he's turnover happy. You know how to you so, set yeah. him up. He'll throw a couple he's of picks. He's going to be fired up. I think he's going to try to force it, and I think the Cougs could get some turnovers early and get up big. This is the, I mean, this is just kind of the weird nature of modern college football where you get these kind of stories, guys transferring, entering, entering the portal, leaving after a year, year and a half. There is a fun note of trivia. So I was, I was reading a, a 24-7 piece on this from the Coug website, and there's a fun piece of trivia that he is not the – first like former coup quarterback to start against his uh old team now he's the first starter uh because he started like 15 or whatever games for washington state he'll be the first starter uh but carl bonnell back in the early 2000s was a washington state quarterback and he transferred to washington he went to the in-state rival and he ended up starting in the 2006 apple cup and so he was the first former coup to do that and now we got the first former starting quarterback to transfer and play against his old team. So that's one early in the morning on Saturday. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited that Oregon and Utah is late at night. I don't have to leave for Eugene right away. You wake up and watch Washington State, Arizona at 11 because there's just there's something there. I'm curious on that game. ASU needs to win their last two to get to bowl eligibility. They got ASU in the final game of the season. That's a winnable game because ASU, uh, you can get them. And then, so this is it. I mean, you win this one, you got a shot at it. Uh, they lose this weekend to Wazoo. They're eliminated from bowl contention. And then you got Oregon State, Arizona State at 11 15. Nice little morning of Pac 12 football uh, on Saturday. All right, we got a lot to get to in the second hour. Uh, speaking of Arizona State, Han Rabino will join us. Devil's Digest at 7 30. We'll talk to him not only about the ASU OSU matchup this weekend, but. Uh, what about the reports that Kenny Dillingham might be the head coach at Arizona State, or they like Kenny Dillingham? So I'm going to dive into that coming up uh, at 7.30. That's for the Daily Ticker. What else we got? Good Thursday night football game. I do want to talk about the Warriors. That's a really weird situation. They can't win a game on the road. Uh, what's going on down there at Golden State? Let's start, though, with the Bo Nix stuff. Uh, everybody on Twitter was freaking out yesterday. Why? Well, we'll play the audio for you. We'll try and digest it. We'll talk about that. Is he going to play this weekend? Uh, we'll all find out. That's where we start the second hour next on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 